Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? Wednesday evening here. It's uh, Toe Jim Radio. My name is Bay Ragney. And uh, we got some interviews for you tonight. Some interviews, some music. Um, I've been stocking up, backlogging a bunch of interviews lately, which is a beautiful thing. So there's going to be some more episodes of Toe Jim Radio. So um, this evening's episode is going to feature two bands. Uh, one of them is called Hostile, and the other one is called Versus. They both have releases that have just recently come out. Uh, Hostile has an EP out called Hypnotic Regression, and Versus has a, a new full length out called The Cardinal. So uh, I got to talk with um, Aston Von Cleek of Hostile and Joe Taylor of Versus. So I'm be playing them interviews for you. I'm gonna be playing some music from both. So um, let's get into it. Let's do this. Who, do, who should we do first? Let's uh, let's do Hostile. Um, Austin Van Cleek, uh, young, young guy, um, kind of like living the dream, like kind of really cool story he's got where he, um, I mean, he's like kind of fresh out of high school. I think he said he was 20 years old. And, uh, you know, this was like a band he looked up to uh, in his high school years, like him and his buddies would go see them. It was like his favorite band. And now he's part of the band. He's in the band. He's, um, they got two lead singers and he's one of the lead singers now. So that's pretty wild. It's like, uh, it, it, it's one of them dream come true moments, I guess you can say. So, so yeah, so uh, I'm going to play the interview with Austin, and then uh, i got a couple of tunes queued up that uh, I'm going to play afterwards, so let's, uh, let's do this. Without further ado, here he is from the band Hostile, Mr. Austin Van Cleek. There he is. Hello. How are you, man? Austin Van Fleek, right? Yep, that'd be me. Cool. So we finally got this together, and I got to welcome you. I guess I should welcome you aboard to the whole hostile team, huh? Yeah, right. It hasn't hadn't been too awfully long now. Maybe six months at the max, if I had to think about it. Wow. So, like, now who did you replace in the band? Uh, that would be – I replaced Nestor, the vocalist. Okay. But you guys got two vocalists. Yeah, it's me and JR. That's cool. That's very cool. Now, did you know, uh, I guess you're from the area and knew about Hostile before you joined the band? Yeah, I always uh, I always heard about them back when I was in high school and everybody was going to the 
the hostel house to go watch him play. And I was like, man, I want to go, but I don't know where it is. And then never got to see him. My, uh, my buddy, the drummer is another Austin. Uh, he got to play for him before I did. It was like one show apart between when he joined and I joined and, uh, saw, saw them play at Tomcat in, uh, Fort Worth. And then, uh, they were like, yeah, this guy's leaving. Uh, you got anything up your sleeve? And I pulled some stuff out. That's awesome. I, I mean, I, Dude, I, I know, like, when I was in high school and, like, going out and seeing, like, the local bands and supporting the local bands scene here out in the Philadelphia area, I was just, like, it was, like, the dream. Like, you, you kind of, like, look up to these guys, and it's like, man, yeah, I, I, I can be, like, in that band or part of that band or somehow, some way. And, and you're, like, you're, like, living a dream over there now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess that would be the easiest way to say it, really. <laughs> I mean, I always had planned doing something with my music, you know. And I was after going through as many bands as I did. It must have been ten or so bands in high school. As many as I did with as many people as I could, you know, people sure. that were at least a little dedicated. Uh, this, this getting to actually whole... do something. Oh yeah, yeah. It did everything. everything. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome for you, man. Congratulations. Thanks. So now, uh, music-wise, I mean, I, they've been around for a little while. So, I mean, you guys mm-hmm. got, you know, a, a bunch of uh, music to, to, to choose from. Um, will you yeah. guys, now that it's like you, you're new to the band and all, will you work on new music right away, or you let it wait for a little bit and do some playing? Or um, When I joined... I had learned their six-song set in four days. Wow. And they had me playing up. They had me playing their songs up until, what we, I want to say December, January, maybe November is when we started uh, writing some new material. Oh, nice. Cool. So now, how about like, um, like with, with two singers? I mean, it's it's a rare thing. I mean, not many bands out there do the two singer thing. So, how, is I'm mean, is this the first time that you've had to do the two singer thing? Or no, uh, there was a project I had had oh, two, three years ago. There were two vocalists, but this is the first time it's actually worked out. And I can mess with the other vocalist without us butting heads about something. See now that's what I picture. I, I mean, let's face it. When when you have a vocalist, I mean they're the focal point of the band. They're they they're the you know they're the star. They're, they're, they are the yeah. they are the star. Center stage, they're the star. So now you have two of those people competing for that center stage. I, I think that would just have to end not in a, in a good way at some point. Yeah, I mean with yeah, me I mean, and Jr. Uh, I don't feel necessarily uh, competitive towards him. It's like a, you get stage and I get a stage. Everybody in the band has it, and we're here to do our thing. And uh, we don't really butt heads. I mean, we make jokes, dear God, do we make jokes? 
<laughs> but uh, we don't. None of. I mean, the whole band really gets along really well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, how about from an intimidation standpoint, where here was this band you were looking up at, and now you're sharing a stage with Jr. I mean, uh, were you intimidated at first, or kind of, you know, scared? Spotify scared. Um, if I had to really think about it, because when I joined, I didn't really think I was like, oh man, I get to play music for people. Fuck yeah. Um. I guess, if anything, I was a little intimidated because they had been doing this for 10 years and I I listened to all these bands, including them, and now I get to play with the big boys, as it were. <laughs> That's awesome. So, now, being that you guys have been together with uh, for six months now, um, how many live shows have you done with them? Have you done a bunch or just a few? Or? Um, I want to say it's been around 20 since I joined. Oh, nice. Somewhere around there, 15 to 20. Now, have you guys been just staying in the Texas area recently, or? Uh, Recently, we haven't been playing Texas as much. Uh, We've been going to, like, Oklahoma. We've been going, like, still staying around here, but not going too far out. Right, right. Very cool. Now, any plans to branch out any further, doing any little mini tours or anything? Or, um, As of right now, nothing concrete yet, but there are some things being set in motion for that kind of thing. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see you guys come out to like, Philadelphia. That'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, it would. <laughs> uh. Nice. So, like, uh, for for the year now, for 2017, what's still going to be the plans now? Just keep working, promoting the latest album that they've put out, or you think you guys? Uh, what we're studio? doing as of right now is we're well. I mean, everybody works. Um, we're working, playing That's shows funny. whenever. But our our main priority <laughs> right now is just to work on the album, the new album we're working on, hopefully to release sometime later in the year. Yeah, that work thing gets in the way so much, don't it? Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It it, It gets uh, hectic trying to work around it. Exactly. Exactly. I feel the pain, believe me. (laughs) Yes, so uh, that would be cool, though, working on some new music and, you know, especially with uh, you know, summer coming up. And uh, I mean, you blink your eye, summer's going to be here. So I guess you guys will be doing a lot of shows and all, especially, I mean, you've already done 20-something shows with them. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I mean, believe it or not, like a lot of bands aren't playing out as much. No, not, not lately because uh... – there was a buddy of mine, he was like, hey, man, do you know of any local bands that are playing out in Deep Ellum or anything tonight? And I was like, I went and got on my phone, looked at every little venue. Nobody was playing. I was like, what the heck? Not till like, April or something. Really? Wow. That's kind of crazy. Hmm. 
Yeah, I like to play as much as possible because my whole thing with the band and even the music as a vocalist and as a musician in general, my whole, uh, I don't want to say thing, it's a short word, um, my whole perspective or my message I say that I want to do is I want to play for people so I can convey how, what all the problems and everything, good times, bad times that I've gone through in my life because I know everybody's gone through them and the more I can convey that and tell my story and people can relate to it, it'll uh, hopefully save a couple lives. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, I, I'm curious now, like what things uh, can you save lives with? Like what, 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 what happened to you in the past? Um, in the past, uh, if I had to shorten it down, uh, there's just, as a kid in high school, I, cause I'm only 20. Uh, as a kid in high school, I, I went through what every kid goes through, the bullying, the social sure. anxiety, all that kind of thing. Sure. And if you can, not too many people can do it, but if you can grab onto that and turn it into some music that people can relate to, it, uh, turn it into a it helps. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how about that? I'm sure, like, you know, uh, back in in your high school days, I'm sure all your friends were were like fans hostile as well. And now you're oh, in the yeah. band, so are, they must be like freaking out. Everybody I've talked to about it is like, man, dude, you're living the dream. I wish I was you right now. <laughs> and I get, I'll get it all the time. And I'm like, hey, it's just, it's just uh, five guys playing and enjoying what they do. And they'll go and they'll fangirl over. It's like, no, dude, just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you gotten, like, any newfound friends all of a sudden? Some, some old ones have popped up again. Like, hey, man, what are you doing? I was like, I'm practicing right now, actually. That's a few funny. here and there. I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, how about um? I, I mean, the band over the years have shared the stage with some like pretty big names. Have you gotten to uh, experience any of that since you've been in the band? Um, share a stage with uh, somebody else besides the band? Well, open it up for like. Uh, I, I mean, I see they've oh. played with like, Drowning Pool and Soulfly and Seven oh. Dust. And stuff like um, that. the only people that I know they're not too big that I've played with. Are uh, as a band called Killing the Messenger signed to EMP. Okay. I mean, I sometime down the road, I'm sure I'll get to play with the big bands. But we played with uh, Vices, Nvidia, okay, uh, guys like that that are bouncing off the labels and coming up to come together as a solid group, and do their thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool, very cool. Well, dude, it's, uh, I'm excited for you, man. I seriously am. This is freaking awesome. Like when I was 20 years old, I wish I was you. <laughs> Just thinking that I'm 20 years old and already getting into this is, in my mind, kind of ridiculous. I'm just like, damn, most of these guys that are doing what they're doing, like the big bands, out there, like Drowning Point, everybody, they didn't start till oh, they must have been in 
mid to late twenties. And I get to do this at the earliest point of that. Which is awesome. It's it, which is awesome. You got to think of it that way. I, I mean, now here's a, a weird way to relate things and all, but think of all these um, pop stars that you see, your Justin Bieber's and all them goofballs like that, that are real young and experienced and all that stuff. Yeah, they're idiots and yeah, they make stupid mistakes and all, but you're getting, no matter what, you're getting the experience that the only way you can get is from being in the pit there doing yeah. it. And you're yeah, here, man. So. I mean, enjoy it, take the experience, build from it, grow, mature, and just be smart with it. That's all. Oh, yeah. And rock like fuck, bottom line. Oh, yeah, that's how we do it. Very good, very good. Now, where where can everybody find the band Hostile? Let's, uh, let's get all the plugs out there and the latest album, which is called Hypnotic Regression. Let's get that out there as well. Yeah, the you can find us on our Facebook page. Uh, I believe it's facebook.com slash hostile metal. We also have a Twitter. Um should be under the same thing, but Twitter. Um jeez, oh my god. You can really contact any of the uh band through Facebook. I mean we all really answer. Me and this drummer more than anybody else. But uh you know, uh, we have these business cards that anybody that wants, if you see us and ask if we got them, it has our, all of our information on the back of it. Usually we have like 10 to 20 of them. So feel free to come and mob us for them. Cool. And where can everybody get the uh, the album? I'm guessing uh, like iTunes and stuff like that. Yeah, this should, it should be on iTunes. Um, we always We always have, dear God, do we have so many of those albums with us every time we go out. Nice. It should be on iTunes. You can listen to it on Spotify or Reverb Nation, that kind of thing. Cool. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: buy it. Like, don't don't do the Spotify thing. Don't do like like buy it. Especially like if you're in person and you get the chance to see the band, buy it in person. Help these guys like keep their music, their art, and their support of everything alive. It's the only way to do it. So people, don't be douchebags and steal it. Go and buy it. How's that sound? Is that good? Sounds good to me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> cool. Austin, this has been great, man. I want to congratulate you and thank you again for coming on the show. And, uh, yeah, dude, if you guys get in the Philadelphia area, come up, you know, rock this town out, and let's uh, let's kick some oh, fucking yeah. ass here in Philly. Hell yeah, man. Cool. All right, man. Thanks again, man. Take care, and uh, we'll be in touch. No problem. You too, man. You too. Bye. Bye.
Alright, welcome back to Legion Radio. Bay Ragney here, and you just heard from Hostile. You heard um, two songs off their EP, Hypnotic Regression. First, you heard Broken, and then you heard the tune Demons. And uh, we talked to Austin. So there you go. So check them out. Look for them social media, website, get their music. And uh, if they come to a town near you, you better be there. And tell them you heard them on Totally Gym Radio. So, all right, before we get to uh, the band Versus and Joe Taylor, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. Give me three minutes. Let's pay those bills and come back on the flip side. And we're going to be talking with Joe Taylor from the band Versus. So stay tuned. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin on the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your ghoul friend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. 
All right, welcome back. So, Jeremy, you Bay Ragney here. There you go. I told you three minutes. Bills are paid. So let's do this. Let's uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, the band versus lead singer Joe Taylor. Here he is. Joe. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? I'm just recovering from being on the road, man. Oh boy, <laughs> out there living a the life, huh? Oh yeah, I'm living the life. <laughs> How long were you out there for? Santa for a couple, about two and a half. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. Good times. Where, where did you guys uh, hit? The whole West Coast. Oh, cool. Very cool. Nice. So, all right. So, uh, so versus. Uh, you guys are actually from uh, from Seattle, Washington. And I was wondering right away, like, I mean, instantly when you hear Seattle, everybody says the grunge scene. And uh, is there still, like, people, you know, like in Hollywood, there was, like, there's still today people trying to do, like, the hair band scene. So I was wondering, is it the same thing, like, in Seattle? Are still people trying to do the, the grunge scene? You know, I honestly see more, you know, I see it more in, like, up-and-coming, well, just up-local bands like that they really, you know, don't really have a goal as far as the industry, per se, but they're just stuck, you know, they're local. And there's a few of those little grunge bands, but I feel like the... Cool. Yeah, uh, but, man, yeah, like I was saying, like I was saying, the, the grunge the grunge thing is uh, it's not as heavy in the actual market, here as far as the music market as it is in the actual population of Seattle. You know, Seattle will always be grunge, but we still have metalcore, you know, at its height and hard rock bands and hardcore still going on, you know. So it's just like like everywhere else. Oh, cool, cool. But how is this scene, though, in general? Like, is there, uh, like, a lot of cool clubs to play? I was just talking to a, a band earlier from, uh, from Hollywood, and they were just like, you know, it, it's like you, you kind of, like, blink and you're like where am i playing at because clubs are closing like crazy oh yeah absolutely it's everywhere man it's the the whole the whole music industry in itself has been you know suffering for you know the last few years and clubs are closing down left and right luckily the ones we frequent are you know those premier clubs that you know will be around for a while Right. But, um, as far as as far as Seattle and touring bands, you know, there's you know probably three or four venues that you would go to. You know. Gotcha. Yeah, just uh, kind of like the same everywhere. Every, every, yeah, everywhere. That, man, everyone's affected. Yeah. Cool. So, so the name versus like, how did you guys come up with that? Uh, funny story. Uh, we were just uh, we were rebranding and uh, we were sitting with our management and going back and forth and trying to figure out w- what was something that we wanted to stick and something that we you know were passionate about and something we actually felt um, as a movement and uh, and that kind of opened it up right there and he was just like uh, you know our manager Mike Mowry was just like you know man uh, it's got to be something that the staples you guys, you know, in this fight, you know, for, you know, we're, we stand for mental health and mental health awareness and suicide um, awareness. And 
and it's an uphill battle, so we came up with verses, and as us versus the world, whether it be the system or the mental health uh, healthcare system or, you know, just helping people deal with depression. So it's, um, yeah, that's how we came up with it. It's just a, it's us versus the man. Cool. Yeah, and I saw, like, um, I mean, you guys are really involved in that whole, um, I, I, I guess you can say fight, I mean, to bring awareness uh, for mental health and mental illness and all that. Like, was there somebody um, within the band that had a family member or something? That, uh, what's the strong tie there? Yeah, um, about two years ago, I lost my stepdad to suicide. And oh, uh, that that was, um, you know, it was a pretty big breaking point for me. And uh, luckily, I just had the support of my, my bandmates and my friends to really get behind me on that and help us, you know, take that pain and, and put it into direction towards a message. And that's what we've been doing since that happened. That has, um, I guess, uh, in, in other words, too, I mean, uh, like you're getting the point across and, and like you're saying, it's you guys against the man and, and, and the whole fight for um, the awareness and all. But is it also kind of like uh, uh, for yourself, like a therapeutic thing as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't even explain it, man. Like, um, I remember one of our um, friends from uh, the band Alice Anna came up to me after a show, um, and they he, we just finished playing, and uh, he came up to me, and we played the song, the title record off our song called The Cardinal. And it was just a, you know, some nights are easier to sing it than the others, and, uh, you know, that was a particular, that night in particular was a little harder, so uh, you could definitely hear it resonate in my voice. And he came up to me and was just like, you know, I could feel it that night, and it, and that's just that's just what it is for me, man. It's a release. It's a it's a way for me to get it off my chest without having to, you know, necessarily like carry it around with me all day long. It helps me release it for a little while and be able to kind of move to the next to the next day, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's got to be um, and like a lot of people who I've talked to, um. You know, in uh, in a situation where they write a song like that, where it's got such a emotional meaning uh, related to a family member behind you, and and it's got to be so tough on just like you said, like certain nights where it just might hit you more than others. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and it's usually, you know, it's usually someone else's pain that triggers that every night for me. You know, um, I deal with, you know, I'm still dealing with the same situation every day. But when you uh, walk into a club and, you know, you find out maybe one of your friends, you know, lost his dad, you know, three years ago, and that was the anniversary of it, it just kind of brings all that back around, you know. And it's just, it's not necessarily just me that pokes that, pokes at that emotion. It's all kinds of other people going through what they're going through, too, that just makes the situation become so much more, you know, up front once again and right in front of me and, so that's that. That's one thing for sure that it, it gets triggered a lot. Now, now, did you like? Um, I mean, since you have such a strong um, uh, focus on this whole situation, um, did you like actually maybe sit down like, with your mom and say, "This is what I was going to do. Like, I'm going to really dedicate like and focus my music towards bringing this awareness out there." Oh, absolutely. She uh, she was. Help you know, help Anton backing me up and that for sure. 
Um, you know, obviously she went through one of the hardest parts of her life, you know, as losing her lover. And it, uh, man, she couldn't be more, you know, backing or, you know, just, she's just right on the same line as me and whatever, whatever she can do to, you know, help every move everything along as far as getting the message out there and stuff. And she's one of those people who's always, you know, donating, to these charities and all, you know, to bring awareness and, you know, me and, uh, you know, me and her actually set with the board of directors of group health, which is a insurance company that was responsible for the healthcare of my stepdad. And we actually, uh, after he died, we, uh, sat in a room with them and told them exactly how we felt about the system. And these are to the, these are to the CEOs to their face. You know, we, put ourselves in the room with them. We didn't hold anything back. We made some people who probably haven't thought about, thought so personally about the situation since they got their medical license. And, you know, uh, so we've, yeah, we've dove into it. We never stopped. I don't, I don't really know if we ever started living any other part of our life after that. I feel like we just stayed there and we are just in this ever going battle to, do what we can, you know. That's, I mean, right there. That's you, you got to say to yourself, like, I, I, I'm making a difference. Like, like something's like your voice is being heard when you're sitting in there with insurance companies and stuff like that. That's when you know you, you're you're cracking away at the the stone. You know what I mean? You're, you're getting your message through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. You know, a lot of people think that it won't make a difference until, you know, I, I shouldn't try to do this or I shouldn't try to do that. You know, what good is it going to do? You know, this guy is a millionaire. He's a runs a, you know, health care, you know, corporation. Or, you know, I don't give a fuck, man. I don't give a shit who you are, what you are. If you're ruining people's lives, we're going to let you know about it. And, we like, it, it, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to. You know, everybody wants to, you know, say this is wrong and this isn't, you know, people are dying and, you know, people aren't getting the help that they need. But, you know, it's going to take people actually standing up and speaking to these people at face value. And because one thing you can do in person that you can't do through a letter or through an email is that you can connect someone on a human level and you can bring them off of their pedestal and they're you know, Scrooge the way of thinking to, you know, make them look at the big picture and stop, you know, looking at the people as numbers and looking at them as people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now the, um, the new album, which, uh, I don't know it's coming out. March 3rd, it's coming out. That's right. Um, it's called the Cardinal and you mentioned that now, um, there's like a me a, 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 or a saying, I guess I, I should say, like if a cardinal comes and visits you, it's it's supposed to be like a person who has passed on or something like that. Um, is that kind of mm-hmm. like the, behind this, like uh, your stepfather here? Yeah, it has a little bit of that, and the you know the definition of cardinal in its truest form, that's not actual bird, is uh, it just stands for important and. That's what this message is to us. It's of, of the most importance. It needs to be out. It needs to be tangible for people who need it. 
and something you mentioned too, and and I actually <laughs> I had a question written down about it. Um, you mentioned about like when the rebranding was going on with your manager and all, and that how 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 the experience is that? I mean, that's got to be kind of weird. Like we like all right, well we're going to sit down and um, I, I guess there was the name change, and you guys like were working on a, a specific sound and an image like. How how weird do those conversations get? <laughs> well, it would probably be a lot weirder if, you know, we didn't have such a good relationship with our manager. He's not not looked at as so much of a, just a manager. He's a friend. He connects on a personal level. So everything was completely personal. And it wasn't hard to rebrand because it needed to happen. Um, things were different. You know, everything was different. Uh, I, I had to come back to reality for a little bit, and um, you know, I re- went down a you know a lot of the wrong paths at the end of um, Lakeview Drive, and trying to uh, you know just find myself and figure out why things are and how, what you do with these emotions and stuff. And it was only evident at that point with having you know a new lineup and everything that we needed to rebrand and and encircle that new vibe that we have and, and, and the overall message. So it was really there wasn't really any weirdness to it. It was very it was just it just needed to happen. It was very, you know empowering. You know, it it, it was it, it scraped the the plate clean and we were able to, you know, prioritize and add and put the things on the, you know, whatever is on the plate now is what needs to be there. How about that? Like, uh, so what was the, the previous band name? It was Lakeview Drive. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. So what, what made you go from, uh, Lakeview Drive to versus like, uh, you could have stayed with Lakeview Drive, but I guess you just figured that the message wouldn't have hit home as much. Well, Lakeview Drive was it was a different time. It was felt like a lifetime ago, man. And you know, after my stepdad uh, passed away, um, I just needed to disconnect myself from everything that was. Gotcha. And and make something new. We had new people in the band. We had, you know, everything was just different. And uh, there there was a you know a new team built around us that we're all there for the same reasons. And that it just wasn't an option not to change. You know, it just needed to change. Cool. Well, I mean, you guys done a hell of a job. I, I mean, I don't know what the stuff was beforehand, but I mean, the stuff you got now, the, the whole rebranding, it, it's worked. I mean, it's great. You guys did a hell of a job. Um, I can't wait to hear the rest of the album. I heard uh, the first single, uh, Stoneheart, which you guys did a video for. Was that the first time you guys ever did a video? No, absolutely not. That would be probably our sixth or seventh video. Oh, cool. Um, right. And then before Stoneheart, Stoneheart released, we actually released another song off this upcoming record uh, called No Safety. That was the first video that came out. Oh, see that? I'm slacking. I got to check that one out. We're releasing stuff like crazy, man. Good. That's awesome too. Like I, I really, um, I praise when, when bands are really using uh, 
videos and YouTube. I, I think it's just so important today to get it out there through video. And then a lot of bands don't utilize that tool that everybody has out there. So when I see bands like you guys doing it, I, I'm very proud of you. Yeah, definitely. You know, making things visually tangible for people is important. Um, just the day's age and the way digital music is now, everything's over the internet, that it's just important to give them tangible video sure. and content because they consume, you know, they consume product at such a quicker rate these days yeah. than they used to because you used to have to wait for a CD to come out and you would, then you had to go buy the CD. And, you know, you'd have that whole feeling on the way home, and then you'd pop it in your CD player, and you'd listen to it for, you know, months and months and months. And then, you know, you would have to wait a year, a year and a half for another CD to come out. Now it's just like trying to keep up with the consumer is a, is a whole different task, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a weird day and age right now in the world of music. Oh my goodness! Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right. So, what's the the plans once the album comes out? Uh, you got uh, you got about a week and a half to go, and then the album's out, and then uh, I guess you guys are gonna be doing a lot of touring this year, huh? Oh yeah. Well, we already started touring the record, and it's not even out yet. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of touring. We we kick it off with a uh, a CD release show on the fourth of March in Seattle at El Corazon, and um, it's going to be, you know, it's just going to be about powering the message out. We're going to be touring as much as uh, we can. You know, we get the get the bus fired up and ready to go. Basically, we're just waiting for this thing to drop now. Well, we just got home from tour about two days ago, so a couple, you know, a few weeks to be home won't hurt anything. But uh, we're definitely going to be on the road a lot this year. Absolutely. Now, have you guys ever come out here to the East Coast, to the Philadelphia area at all? Or? Oh, yeah. We pounded the East Coast, like, in uh, 2016, we did mostly the East Coast. So this West Coast tour was, like, one of the first West Coast tours we've done on the new name. Um, we just – a lot of we, – we did the Affiance tour that hit the whole East Coast and Midwest. We did a War Within tour. They hit the whole East Coast and Midwest. So, yeah, we just, and then we just did the Alexander tour to hit the West Coast and Midwest. So, <clears throat> I'm sure we'll be back over to um, the East Coast here in the next couple months. Right. <laughs> now, do, you, do you remember by chance where you guys played in Philly at all? Or? Hmm. Oh, man. I have no clue. There's, there's just been so many dates, man. So many dates, so many shows. That. I don't know how some people never, are able to remember shows from like 20, 30 years ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I know a place we played on the War Within tour, which wasn't Philadelphia. It was a place called uh, Connellsville, which is outside Pittsburgh. And okay. um, we played a weird movie theater venue there, which was really awesome and crazy. I think they built the stage the day before we got there. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, yeah. We've played, you know, TLA and Philly. We've played, okay, cool. uh, you know, a lot of different places. We played a small place called the Grape Room, which is yeah, and like a small little town outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, yep. 
consistent. So it just really just depends on what tour it is and where you know what size the tour is. And but we're always around that area for sure, especially for the cheese steaks. Absolutely. Well, next time you guys are coming out this way, you gotta let me know. Oh, definitely. We'll have to go grab a cheese steak. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't gotta twist my arm when it comes to food. No, no, man. Cheese steaks are my favorite thing in the world. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> nice, cool. Well, Joe, this has been awesome. Uh, let's get uh, let's get all the plugs out there. Let's uh, let's tell everybody where um, they can find verses and find. Uh, we you have an EP say, out already from last year, but let's get the, that out, the new one, everything. Yeah, just go to www.verses.merchnow.com. You can get you know pre-order bundles for the new record coming out in a week and a half. You can. Uh, you know, if you're in Seattle, you can grab one of the uh, CD release bundles that are coming out uh, straight from us. And then um, we're on iTunes and Facebook.com slash VS Band Official and all that good stuff. Like, we're, you know, we're everywhere. Cool. Very, very cool. And uh, check and make sure because they'll be coming to a town near you. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much, man. Absolutely. Joe, thanks so much. Uh, it was great talking to you, and I hope to see you guys out here really soon. Absolutely. See you soon, buddy. You, yeah, man. Take care. Oh,
welcome back to your radio. There you go, Joe Taylor from Versus. And uh, I just played their first single and uh, video off of their new album, The Cardinal. And that tune's called Stone Heart. So there you go. Another episode in the books. Toad and Radio. I want to thank the guys from uh, Versus and Hostile for being part of the show. Make sure you check them out, support them, and tell them Toad and Radio sent you. And um, we'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, we got a live show tomorrow night. Uh, myself, Nick, and uh, Janetti will be in the house. And uh, tomorrow night's guest, we have uh, lead singer Margarita Monet from the band Edge of Paradise. And we have the whole band of uh, Tease slash Roughhouse uh, will be uh, calling in. So it's going to be a fun night of rock and roll. And as always, in the first hour, we'll be talking with Kristen Burt with all the uh, Hollywood news happenings of the week. So um, until tomorrow night, remember, stay driven, everybody. See ya.